In today's show, we discuss, is it time for the UK House of Lords to be abolished? And now, the TNT Talk Show, daring to go where other podcasts fear to Hello, I'm Tony Fasula and I share the stage with my esteemed friend and colleague, Tayo Boya. Tayo, hello, my friend, once again. I hope you are keeping well. Yeah, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I love your... Your what's the word? Negativity, not positive. Oh, really? Is it negative? <laughs> oh, I thought I was quite a positive person. <laughs> For you. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to ask you to say hi to the audience. I'm going to do it. Hi, audience. Welcome back once again. I won't ask Tyo because he's grumpy, Mr. Grumpy. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Hello, audience. <laughs> oh, you've done it. Don't believe everything Tony tells you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today's topic is it. Is it time for the House of Lords to be abolished? Now, Hell yes. Yes, I thought you'd be keen to kick this off. Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to give your case? <laughs> it's not so much. It's not so much this case. I want to uh, kick off. Is the, is the people who are sitting in the House of Lords supping at the nipple of uh, society at the teats of society and sucking us uh, us uh, uh, the the health and vigor of the nation uh, through its juggler. I, I think these people, when you talk about it's uh, long past the sell-by date, uh, you know, this this one takes the cake, man. I mean, these people should be long, long gone. It's such an anachronistic institution. It's ridiculous. Why do we have this silly system? It's, it's just because it's ancient doesn't necessarily make it good. Well, uh, I think this is a case where they've outlived their function by, by centuries, never mind by... Uh, why do you um, Why do you think that though? Mainly because I mean, beca- main, I mean mainly because I know it's a banned topic, so we can't get into it. Yeah, we but can. Mainly, mainly no, we can't get into it. We've agreed off off air that oh, we're not going to okay. talk about it. But mainly because uh, their behaviour was exposed during the campaign for Brexit, and the and the, our our effort to leave Brexit, and how they so thoroughly interfered with that and they're not elected that really got me because then there was no way of censoring them you see if you don't like the government of the day if they're doing if they're doing things that the public doesn't like the public can kick them out but how do you kick out the members of the house of lords well, you can't I so mean, this is my this is my problem that right. there's no way to say we don't like what you're doing and we don't like how you are well actually that's not true hey eh? It's not, because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. The original House of Lords, I mean, it's had many reforms throughout its its lifetime. It hasn't remained the same, despite the fact it being created many, many, many years ago. It has had several tweaks and iterations. And if we're looking at the House of Lords just from its original standpoint, then I'm agreeing with you. It wasn't right, because the Lords were there based on their the fact that they owned land and they owned estates and they inherited that estate and they then pass it on to the next generation just by virtue of being born into that 
landowners area and these people then had decision making powers to a point against the elected members which is the scenario we we've got by and large today but it isn't quite the same because the people in the house of lords now or albeit by a um, you know there's a, a number there that are still in this mold the majority have been put there not because they're landowners but been put there by the governing parties so even though they're they're essentially unelected they've been placed there by MPs in the commons in the the, the elected chamber so that is very much the same thing as any commissioners and uh, whatever it is to the EU the, the, the commissioners are, are sent there so you know by the elected um, representatives yeah. of the people yeah that that doesn't solve my problem which is exactly why I didn't want to be in the EU and why I'm happy that we're out. And then to come back to the UK and find, you know what, we've still got that same kind of structure here in the UK. I say, no, we need people who are elected so that if they, if they cross us, the, the, the population, the public, we have a means to censure them. And that's going to be my eternal position that you must be able to censure your rulers. I mean, it was the idea behind controlling the monarchy and making it a constitutional monarchy. Right. That was the entire idea behind it. Indeed. So why do we still have a hangover from the days where lords and ladies, and well, not ladies, but lords and noblemen were able to dictate to everyone else? I, I, yes, I agree with you that out of the 777 members of the House of Lords, there are, what is it, 190 plus 22 or 90 plus 26, 106 of them are either hereditary peers or uh, bishops of the Church of England. Mm -hmm. But everyone else then would be a, a nominee um, of one of the political parties. Indeed. Yes, I accept that. That doesn't make it okay because I still say I didn't like what they were doing during our effort to extricate ourselves from right. from uh, the EU, and our life would have been a lot easier if they had been on our side. But but the and point the, is, the point is, you need you need these checks and balances in place in order to stop a rogue government. Because let's be honest, the current government, when they first got into power, they got into power with less than thirty. 35% of the vote. Now, I agreed the way that we work in this country is a democracy, but first past the post. But that's not really representative of the bigger nation. We don't we don't have proportional representation. So it's good to have this checks and balance where you've got another group of people, which is the Lords, who aren't who aren't um, bound necessarily by a political party they're not they're looking at it with experience mind you but they're looking at any decisions with a non-party line they're looking at the decisions being made from a generally neutral point of view no one is going to say that it's uh, a one house system is acceptable i don't think anybody is saying that it checks and balances all very well what I'm saying 
is that the House of Lords isn't fit for purpose and we need to get rid of it. But I am not saying that there should just be the one chamber, the, 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 the commons. That, that, that would be bonkers. Nobody trusts them. Okay. There are better ways of doing it. So and do you one... feel then, do you feel that it should be a democratically elected chamber? You see, if you have a democratically elected chamber, there's going to be always going to be this issue about, okay, so who should be yeah, doing exactly. what and who's got the highest thing. So, so I've been thinking about this on behalf of Nigeria, where we borrowed wholesale the incredibly stupid American system, which only goes to prove that Nigeria as a country, and not forget that I'm Nigerian, as Nigeria as a country is incredibly stupid because we chose the worst possible blooming system on the planet, which is the American system. It's so dumb. And at the time, I was tearing my hair out and saying, why are we adopting this stupid American constitution? Explain that for our listeners, if our listeners aren't from aren't familiar with the American system. Do you want to briefly elaborate on how that works? Okay, well, essentially, you've got a federal system and a gubernatorial um, a state system. So you've got the governors, the, the gubernatorial system. And as much as possible, the governors are responsible for for charting the overall direction of their state. And they, they fend off as much as possible the power of the federal government. But the federal government is responsible for security, uh, national security, so they're responsible for the army, mm -hmm. uh, armed forces, I should say, and they're responsible for foreign, foreign affairs and the sort of the corporate entity yeah. of the country. Uh, the, the big uh, stuff. The big stuff. The big stuff. Yes. The, yeah. the big stuff. Now, the federal, uh, sorry, the federal, the, the president, mm -hmm. is, the power of the presidency is controlled by the, the houses, the, two, the house of the, the Senate and yeah. the Congress. Yeah. And they together are meant to, to balance. Uh, oppose, or not really, see, no one actually meant to oppose. They were meant to curtail the president's power because they hold um, some political power in the sense of the Senate mm -hmm. and the budgetary power in the sense of the House of Representatives. Yeah. They, they've got their hands on the purse strings. And when there's an argument between the two arms of government, that which sits in judgment to interpret the Constitution, which is the all the all powerful instrument of law, is the Constitution, the primary instrument instrument of law. The, the 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 body that does that is the Supreme Court, and that's how that system works. But it's not working in Nigeria. In Nigeria, what so we they have literally Nigeria have taken that just same lifted model. the whole thing wholesale, just right. lifted it wholesale. So first of all, governors are very far from the people. Hmm. So you, to to get to see a governor is a very difficult matter. And I hated that aspect of it. It should be easy. It should be relatively easy for anyone to see his or her representative. And that's exactly why I couldn't stand the EU because it's even worse, even harder to see anybody in the EU. Now, the next thing I hated about it is that the national assemblies, oh, by the way, each state, it's so expensive. Each state, believe it or not, also has a, a Senate and a House of Representatives. Can you imagine? Is that what's in the States? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yes. So you can you see you have a state senator and then you have a sort of federal senator, but the federal senators are just called senators. Mm. 
You have a state House of Representatives uh, member or you just have a House of Reps member? Because each state in America was basically a separate country, so to speak. That's how they united into one big United States, Mm -hmm. but they're all individual states, basically run themselves. But overall, the all-seeing powers in Washington and the the whole government then supposed to then manage external affairs. And so you can see the model working, but it does. But can you imagine how expensive it is? Oh, it's ludicrously expensive. Mm-hmm. And then what, what the Nigerians did was they discovered a fabulous out, how they could steal money. And oh. what they do is they just vote themselves money. They just vote themselves huge sums of money. I mean, I think planets wide, they're probably the richest, the, the best paid politicians on the face of the planet. Wow. And there's nothing anybody can do about it because it's all kosher. Okay. And obviously, that's just not just that's just not going. It just doesn't work. Okay. It just doesn't work. I mean, where Nigeria is a poor country. I mean, people think it's rich because of the oil, but it's been squandered over decades. So it's a really poor country. And I have a very interesting series of of images, which maybe I should put up on our on our Facebook Facebook yeah, page yeah. because it's it's really it's sad. relevant it's, to the story. And absolutely, it's really sad. What it is, is it's in pictorial form. It's a series of, I think it's a series of 11 pictures. And in pictorial form, it shows the difference between the average Nigerian sitting in a classroom without any, any chairs or tables on the floor with no windows. And then compared to the sons and daughters of the rich and powerful who are graduating from leafy, leafy ivy-covered um, ivy colleges you know, overseas in, mm-hmm. uh, in the UK or America or, or wherever. Okay. And it shows them, you know, graduating, you know, uh, with, with their parents who are ministers and things. Yeah. And then it compares them to... But, that, but, that's, but that's the wealth divide. That's everywhere. That happens in the States. That happens everywhere. If you have money, money talks. I mean, what's that got to do? Let's, let's get back on track here. Let's get back on track. No, I was explaining why I don't like the system and why I was thinking about the system in Nigeria and what I feel could make it better. Mm-hmm. Now, at below gubernatorial level, you have local government. Okay. And local government, like as in the UK, we've got um, the local government chairman or whatever, the, the, I think it's council chairman here in the UK, and you have the um, councillors. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I propose to get rid of the stupid state system, because that's stupid, and nobody needs states. Now, which one are you talking about, the Nigerian model or the UK model? The Nigerian model. Nigerian model. Yeah, we don't have states. We don't have, fortunately, we have counties here. And mm-hmm. in a way, that's fine. Um, but then again, I don't know. I don't, I don't Isn't know. a county just a smaller version of a state anyway? Yes, that's that's what I'm thinking about that. But uh, isn't that the borough, at the borough level? Yes, at the county, at the county level, mm-hmm. I think it's they're relevant. Yeah. And we should just get away with that, do away with them. But at the borough level, just as I say, as I say in Nigeria, at the local government level, you have the chairman or chairwoman of the local government mm-hmm. just as we have the uh is it chief councillor or whatever the hell they're called here in the uk they corporately should be the second body coming to london or wherever they are and meeting and you see so they will form because they are elected yeah they're already elected councillors yeah they are yes 
the the chief, the the, the head, not not every, not all the councillors. No, no, just, no, but the head is yeah. just the head of them. And I think there's 650 uh, uh, boroughs in 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 the UK and Northern Ireland, and those 650 are significantly less. Well, not significantly, but they're less than 777 House of Lords mem- House of Lords members, and they are elected. So they come together and they form the second body. And not only that, what's lovely about it is that they're close to the people. I, I can get to see my, my, my local councillor uh, chairman a lot easier just by setting an appointment and I'll go and, you know, unburden myself. I and, thought you could see your local MP. Yeah, I can, I can see my... So why would you need my, to see uh, the councillor? Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you why. Because the councillor would be more local, more interested in local affairs <laughs> Excuse me, than the MP who has national politics also to consider. Well, then it's that's not, part not, of the not, reason. That's part of the reason why the 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 way it works here is that our national MPs are closer to the population because you can lobby your local MP and you can actually make them aware of local issues. Of and because they're representative of the area, even if it is a in quotes county which is like a state you you have several mps in that area anyway you don't have just one so those mps can bring the local issues to parliament so they do bring the the local issues directly to where they can be discussed so the the local borough and councillors yes they may be more accessible but if you had to choose between your local MP and your governor or councillor, you'd rather see your MP if they're... Not a- so. Here's a case in point. Priti Patel has brought in, has let a lot of illegals land in this country and she's housing them in hotels uh, at other places too, but she's also housing them in hotels. Yeah. And in some of these hotels that are or former barracks or whatever the hell she's putting them, the people there don't want them. And they complain to the MP, and they come, and the MP complains to Pretty uh, Patel, yeah. uh, our Home Secretary. But there's not a lot that they can do about it because it's not really in their purview. I mean, they can make a fuss, and that's about it. I mean, they are party; they are at the end of the day, they're either in opposition or they are in as part of the ruling party. party. Mm-hmm. So it's actually their job. <coughs> excuse me. It's actually their, their job, in a way, to toe the party line. Or if they if they are in opposition, it's their job to raise a fuss, but they don't really matter. Now it's going to be completely different when the people in the second chamber raise a fuss because they can actually interfere with laws that could make it very difficult for the government to operate. Because they, and they'll be doing their job, by the way, making it difficult for the mm-hmm. government to operate. It's like how in the House of Commons they sit on green covered benches, yeah, and in the House of Lords they sit on what color? Tell me. Red. Red color. Now, one way to think about it is that the green is for go and the red is for stop. So if your MP is sitting with his or her bum on the green seat, basically they're there to help the government go. But your councillor who is sitting in the red seat is basically there to stop the government. And that's why I think and it'd be so much easier to get things balanced properly by a house like that. But, but, okay, you still then got... I mean, I understand the argument and it it sounds an interesting idea, but you still then have the issue of two elected chambers. And will you then automatically then 
we're going to get into a situation where we say, well, actually, which one do you want to have to take precedence? Because they're both democratically elected. And then there's more of a case to say, well, actually, the House of Lords made up of these local governors where the people have literally got local issues that could have more power than the commons which is currently the one that's ruling the country so then you've then got a power struggle there for the commons to justify that they have the final word against the lords when the lords won't be the lords obviously then there could be this power struggle so it's like it's like the commons trying to vote a turkey voting for christmas the commons would never agree to that a democratically elected second chamber well obviously i disagree with you entirely first of all i don't believe it is working i've explained why secondly the you only gave one example which was this brexit and they didn't stop it happening all they did was put extra checks and balances in the process didn't stop it well, the, I mean, there are loads of examples. Um, and just giving you a litany of examples is, is to me, pointless. What is, well, no, important, is, what is important What is important is we can't get rid of them because that's the actual case. I could disagree with a second chamber, which does things I don't like. So instead of the House of Lords, we could have this House of Councillors, whatever the heck we're going to call it, a second yeah, chamber. Yeah. We could have them, and they too could be making um uh, behaving in a way that i don't like the difference is if my if my local government uh, sorry my, my local council or whatever it is if he votes in a way that i don't like i will campaign against him and, and work against his party at the next local elections there's something i can do about it i can vent my spleen by by becoming an activist and working against him or her but I can't, it doesn't matter what I do with the House of Lords. That's what I'm trying to say. They're beyond my censure. And that is the real problem. So yeah, we so it's not so much what they did or didn't do. It's the fact that I can't, you can't, we together can't censure these people. But that's the same as as the government themselves putting in advisors. Let me give you an example who's very in the news of, of late. Dominic Cummings. He wasn't elected. He was chosen by the prime minister to be his confidant, his uh, advisor. Now, he was allowed to do all sorts of things because the prime minister valued him and valued his expertise. But he would also guide the prime minister on changes that the government were thinking of proposing. He's unelected, but he still had he still had influence on the government. The House of Lords is an unelected body, but at least the ones that are in there have been been in government at some point. Nowadays, anyway, the majority. Also, a lot of them come from the Commons. They've they've had experience of governing, so they know how the whole machine works. So I would rather listen to somebody who understands government, knows how it works, has has some you know past experience of government and they no longer are bound by government in as such but they can look with a experienced head and advise because they've got that wisdom if you then if you go on this has nothing to do with my argument you said dominic dominic cummings yeah if you if we got rid of we get rid of 
Boris Johnson, we automatically get rid of Dominic Cummings and people Not like that. Not necessarily. You don't know how he's employed. Well, however he's employed, he's not he's not employed in a position of of continuous continuous office. Because at the very least, he's at the he serves at the at the behest or whatever the proper word is of whereas in number ten. So if for some funny reason uh, he stays even after, I mean, he was a special advisor, so I don't know how he's going to stay after the person he's advising has left. But let's say he does, but the next person who comes in could kick him out. He doesn't have an automatic right to be there. Yeah. But all the members, every man and every woman in the House of Lords has an automatic right to be there, irrespective of who is in number 10 or who's in government or which party is, is, in, is in power. Once elected to the House of, of Lords, they're set for life. Until they die. Yeah. And I'm saying, no, thank you. No, we have to be able to censor people who've got any kind of power over us. But they don't. They're almost an advisory element. This is what I'm saying. They're not powerful in that respect. They can't make laws. They can't. They can ping pong with the government. Exactly. Which is a good thing for democracy. But ultimately, ultimately, the commons has the final say. So it's a good thing for democracy. They don't, they don't, they're not impeding democracy. They're just asking questions about it, which is the right and proper thing to do. You don't want the commons, especially when we don't have proportional representation, where a, a massive section of the population isn't represented at all. Yes, you've got MPs in there, but if they're not got the majority, all they can do is shout and get a point across, but the Commons don't have to take it on board. But the same, the Commons don't have to take what the House of Lords put in either. The House of Lords are just to tweak and get them to look at certain things again. But there's a time period in which that can go ahead as well. And if the Commons then decide, no, we voted against that, we're going to change it back again, they do. So the, the Lords, despite your your disagreement and thinking that they put a, a kibosh on any laws, they don't. They might hold it up a bit, but if the Commons gets the majority because they've got the majority in the Commons to pass it, the Commons always get their way. It doesn't stop the law from being passed or changed if look, the Commons choose to. Look, that's not an argument that's going to fly with me. You can, I mean, especially with the fact that we have well, we used to have. He's going to change it now, I believe. We used to have fixed-term parliaments. Yeah, now I believe that they've, they've they've changed it, or they are changing. It wasn't in place for very long, was it? Really? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. No. You can play conceivably play play ping pong and a canny game, especially let's say after midterm, long enough to really stuff a go a, a, a what might turn out to be a very good proposal. Power is power. How much power is debatable, but it is still power. And no matter how small, this is still wielded by people that I can't censure. And that's what I need you to get your head around. That my main argument is this. If you are wielding any kind of power over me, I need to be able to censure you since I don't want to be the equivalent of a serf. And that's what I have against the House of Lords. Okay. It's an anachronism from a day and an age where people were serfs. Indeed. And we don't need anything like that today, in my opinion. That's, okay. that's my honest opinion. No, that makes Humble. perfect sense. It makes perfect. I'm not disputing that. That's why this problem has been 
kicked. That the can has been kicked down the road. I'm well, that's just the modern politicians way of dealing with anything that's important is kick it down the road. It because is. That's the caliber. That's the caliber of politicians yeah. we, we have now. What do you know about Black Rod? Black Rod. Yes, I have never heard of that term. Ooh, excuse me, you've never heard of Black Rod? No, I've never seen the Queen's speech. Oh yes. Okay. So you do realize that her, the monarch, and in this case, uh, Her Majesty the Queen, hmm. you do realize that she's not properly able to enter the House of Commons. I mean, I'm sure if she wanted it, no one would dare stop her, but <laughs> but I don't think she would. Okay. And she isn't meant to. I know. Apparently, she's not allowed to go in. That's correct. Yeah. Did you know also, just off the subject, a totally weird one, did you know that it's perfectly legal to use a bow and arrow in the House of Commons to yes. kill a Scotsman. Yes, I, I remember the, remember hearing that somewhere. It's very odd. It's actually true. <laughs> it hasn't been removed from the statute. They really, ought, a, to get, they really ought to get off their bums and remove that. That's yeah. pretty terrible. I mean, it's only one Scots... chamber, though. One chamber, not the whole the Commons itself. It's only well, one small area. Well, even so, you know, having a Crazy. shooting gallery for Scotsmen, <laughs> in a, it's kind of off. And maybe this is why they want their, their independence. You can hardly blame them if, if you, you suddenly turn into a, a live game just because you happen to wander into the wrong chamber. chamber. <laughs> Someone can't shoot you, can't kill you with a knife or anything. Has to be a bow and arrow. That's all. But hey, sorry, digress. Sorry, I stole your thunder there. I mean, they get away with it. It's got free. Anyway, yes. Indeed. And, indeed. No, by the way, it's Scott Free. Ha ha. Pardon the pun. All right, never mind. Anyway, going no, back to the Queen. Black Rod, yes. Yeah, yeah. Her Majesty, she, she's, I think it's not, she can't. I think it's. she's not meant to enter the, 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 Commons. the, the yeah, Commons. something along these lines yes so when she's given a queen's speech she stops she stops and sits on the throne yeah the actual throne in the actual house of lords right hmm. and then someone is sent to call the commoners oi you her majesty wants to speak to you that someone is the black rod oh i see and the black rod goes up to the door of the commons of the, knocks of the on commons. the door with the ceremonial knocks, knock yeah knocks once boom yeah. And I don't know exactly who. Someone opens it up from the commons, mm -hmm. takes a look at him, and shuts the door in his face. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and shuts the door in his face. And then he knocks again, this time three times. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then they open it up, and then basically, I'm paraphrasing you, what the hell do you want? Yeah. And he says, you know, oh, you lot. Yeah. Ruffians. Commoners. Commoners. Yeah. Yeah. Ruffians. I might still like a word with you, and then the troop out there and listen to the Queen's speech. Queen's speech, yeah. Which, of course, is written for her by the government. So. I know. So Indeed. a bit of a bit of, of, of theatre, which is, when you think about it, completely irrelevant. Well, we it is irrelevant, but it is but what it is. It is what it is. Our little ceremonial thing, and why not? Mm, Keeps mm. them happy, so why not? It not? does. We like these sorts of traditions. No, I said them. Oh. <laughs> the, the oinks who like that sort of thing okay. yes anyway there we are that's um, that's my beef and why I think we should get rid of them and I think well, I've got uh, some really interesting points because you know you know if if the government this is back onto the, the Lord's point of view mm -hmm. if the government had any pledges in their manifesto the the law forbids 
the Lords from obstructing any manifesto pledges. Did you know that? I heard it a long time ago. And to be honest with you, I'd kind of forgotten. Now that you've, met, you've mentioned it again, it does come back to my mind. Mm. Uh, they're not they're not uh, meant to, I think. No, they don't. They uh, can't. By the way, that is... No, no, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's not jump too far. Because I said I do remember now. Okay. And I remember, and I'm sure we can look it up now, it is not the law. It is a convention. Convention, yes, it was. It's convention. And I think they went against the convention when Theresa May, upon whom I spit, as you know, so... <sighs> Uh, she, when she was in power and almost wrecked the country with her stupidity when it came to um, you know the subjects we can't we can't discuss, mm. they they actually went against the that tradition because it, it is only a tradition. It's not. Mm. I mean, we don't have a constitution. No, I know. That we could do That's mad. Coming to, with the new sort of you know council of councillors or whatever the heck they call it, mm. national council or whatever we want to call it. Yeah. If we were to do that, that would be a great time to actually write out a flipping constitution. Yeah, I know. You know, and, and actually spell out these things and who's who and what's what. How we mm. can all rely on tradition is just is beyond me. I mean, we're not all Jacob Rees-Mogg's oh. who want to spend hours and hours trawling through historical documents and picking up the fine points. Some of us just want in the black and white, easily Googleable. <laughs> you see, if, if yeah, if... Uh... If you actually want to get rid of the House of Lords, then yes, we the the only way to do that, or only well, one of the ways is to have a properly written constitution mm-hmm. or or a proportional representation electoral system. That way you then maybe don't need the Lords because you know, you've then got to think. No, because then you've got it in law. You've got your constitution in law, what is allowed and what isn't allowed. Because remember, you said it quite eloquently, power grab. It could be somebody that power corrupts, where even though they have a majority in the commons, it's not enough. And it could be, you know, we we might not have someone who's lovely and cuddly like our Boris is now. You know, you (laughs) you could have somebody with slightly different points of view that would be quite... Um, authoritarian in there. I know what you're trying to say. You could have a tile in there, right? Yes, we could. I'm glad <laughs> you jumped in and put that in there. So <laughs> if that was the case, without a written constitution or proportional electoral system, oh, yeah. you need the Lords to keep Tayo, future Prime Minister, in check. You would. Because well, that Tayo... Since the Lords are the first that I'm going to put up against the wall, I don't think you're going to get much... I don't think you're going to get much out of them, man. You'll be too busy dodging um, AK-47 bullets or well, not AK. You can't do that. You can't do that. You, you know, people always say you can't do that until you do it. No. Oh, yes. People always say you can't do it until you do it. Really, if, if you manufacture a national crisis and you explain to people that you have to do it, you have no choice, there will always be some people who go, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just like you were saying the other day, when a conspiracy, you, you, you float a conspiracy. Amazingly, there are always going to be people who come along and say, yeah. I agree, I accept that, and they will stand with you. Now, the, the thing is, to, to, to manufacture a crisis in such a way that a vast number of people will agree with you, and since you are the one with your hands on the, on, on the levers of government, you can actually make it that because of this crisis, I'm very sorry, I'm going to have to shoot anybody who makes any trouble. But as soon as the crisis is over, things will return to normal. We're, we're, hair breadth, we're hair's breadth away at any time. Any society is a hair's breadth away 
from from finding themselves in a dictatorship. Well, I I I wrote to you. Uh, well, not wrote, but I exchanged messages with you over WhatsApp a few months ago with the Donald Trump crisis. Yeah, when people were in America were actually actually talking about the army stepping in. I know in America. That's crazy. What you would expect to be you know, the most democratic nation, supposedly the most democratic nation on the planet, and there were people actually saying, "No, it's about time we had the military take over." Can you imagine? I, I couldn't believe what I was. Re- I mean, and Nigerians were, were gobsmacked with it. These are the people who used to preach to us mm. that you know our military governments were were you know um, immoral and uh, um, you know illegal and things like this. And now they were thinking about doing it. If you remember, that was Donald Trump wanting to do that to a No, 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 no. People were saying that he was, that that if he wouldn't leave, the military should take over. Yeah, but he'd already said something prior to that. Do you remember winning the Black Lives Matter That means that both sides of the debate were thinking about bringing in the military. Yeah, exactly. It was crazy. That's even worse, isn't it? Well, no, it is. I agree. Because no. they, at one point, were saying he was purporting to try and bring the armed forces into to control Black Lives Matter's movements. Remember that? That was what was happening there. And then, obviously, again, it happened after he wouldn't leave office. They were thinking, do we have to get the military involved? Which is <laughs> you don't, insane. You don't, need, you don't need a military. You need pitchforks and torches. Oh. I've, I've always said, Let's let's get. I I don't know what we're going to do with pitchforks, but let's get pitchforks and torches and march. This well, is what we need to do. You don't want it to be violent. The people have a have in a democracy. They allow to express their viewpoint in a right in a non-violent manner. Agreed. We must always caveat. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree with you entirely. Yeah, but, but if anybody wants to step over the bounds. At the end of the day, it's a strong muscular action that explains everything to everybody with pitchforks and torches. <laughs> right? I actually want to I want to be part of a pitchfork and torch parade. For one thing, I want to find out what we do with the pitchforks. <laughs> and I think it would be just so nice to show up on the on the on the balcony uh, uh, front door of my local councillor in the middle of the night with a torch in one hand and a pitchfork in the other, saying, Oh you about this. This new, you know, development you want to put up. Yeah, would like I mean, to have a word with you. Okay, look, let, let, let's let's go. No, let's not go down the pitchfork route because you you know if you you give someone an opportunity, they can go down a silly way. So that that's just you know dumb. But <laughs> let, but going back to my point, yes, people should be able to to express their point of view, and in a democracy, that's what we allow. Now you were saying. We were very close to dictatorship. Are you sort of now saying in this current climate across the world that many governments in the current crisis, which we all know about, do you feel, therefore, that they're only one step away from potential dictatorship? Well, don't you agree with me that we've seen a horrendous, horrendous deterioration in our rights in this country? We have. But and it's getting worse with this new police bill. Yes, and but that's people not, seem to be quite sanguine. Uh, I don't know not, why. Is it because is it because the whole pandemic has allowed the government to rein in on people's freedoms? Although 
as we've said, it should be a temporary. It should be no. Temporary it is situation. because we've been under the iniquitous. Uh, what's the better word for it than that, though? Hmm. The uh, influence, the malign influence and guidance of Marxists, and we must do a show. We're supposed to do a show on Marxism. I was going to explain it all to you, but I, I completely forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, and how woke ideology is actually is actually Marxist ideology, with the ultimate aim being the destruction of our modern society, so that it can be reconstituted as a Marxist one. I think that's a big leap. It's not really because why, why is it that we can't talk about this? You can't. The cancel culture is the first way of controlling the narrative. I Some agree. We, I agree. Yes, it's not an accident. What I'm trying to tell you, it's not an accident. It might look like an accident, but it started in universities with certain with certain professors and and doctors. So it is the grand conspiracy. We're always going on about conspiracy theories, and I just simply forgot to tell you what I've discovered about it in dealing with other things. But quite frankly. When you look at the big picture, you, st- you step back. It's not just Jordan Peterson now saying it. It's not just Tayo Boya saying it. There are a lot of people going, hang on. When you look at the big picture, we didn't realize that this is what we're under attack. Our societies are under attack. And little by little, I mean, just a few years ago, imagine the government telling you that you can't protest. It's supposed to be a free society. What do you mean we can't protest? And they said, well, you need, you need police permission. Well, if you need permission to protest, it's not really a protest. Mm. I mean, the whole idea of a protest is that you're doing something that people don't like. Yeah. And what if I want to protest against the police? Am I going to get permission? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? How, the, how is this becoming the law in, in, in one of the countries that is most closely identified with democracy? You should hear President Putin just laughing his bottom off you know, when he's talking about this stuff. He says, they accuse me of, of doing things that I can't, even, I can't even do, but they do it and nobody says anything. Mm. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. because He said um, something else that was so funny. He said some uh, a reporter from Reuters, I was surprised. I mean, I don't know why. She's a, 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 black, a black woman, hmm. and she spoke pretty good to me. I don't speak Russian, but she spoke Russian, and the president understood what she was saying. Hmm. So I, 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 feel, I think her Russian is pretty good. She, asked, she said to him, uh, people say you want, to, uh, you want to rule the world. What would you say to them? You know, he laughed. He laughed his head. He laughed his uh, head off. He said, I want to rule the world. Yeah, let me see. With my $46 billion defense budget, as opposed to America's $740 billion defense budget, with my, with my base in, in Syria, as opposed to American bases all over, you know, and he just, he just reeled off, because he's very good at that, reeled off this load of statistics uh, of all these things the Americans are doing. And he said, really, you know, dear, I think your question is better asked in Washington of someone else rather than me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she couldn't say anything. She just sat there and grinned. He's like, yeah, game set and match. No, look, we, we've gotten ourselves into position in the, in, of what's cavalier is one word for it. But mm-hmm. we just, we're, we're comfortable. We take things for granted. We trust our governments too much here yeah. in the UK. Yeah. We have this, this idea that our government is, the, you know, on the right side. You know, they're the nice and shiny armor and they're looking after things properly. You do that a lot, actually, Tony. And, and it's not the case. It is absolutely so not the case. That we need to look at government as scouts. We, we need to look at them in a, with a very cynical eye. But you're to, now undermining the very democracy that you're purporting to... I'm not demanding democracy. Oh, I'm, I'm demanding... You're saying you don't trust them. I don't you're trust them. them that, is why, that is why we need to be able to protest. 
That is why we can't let the, well, there's no way we can stop it, but that is why we need to oppose the police bill. Because, because, because I don't trust them. If I trusted them, then I'd be thinking, well, they're not going to do anything wrong. Why the hell would I protest? It's fine. Not a problem. But I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying, no, I don't trust them. We can't, they, we can't let them have that kind of power. I mean, they're taking it. Mm. They're taking it every single day. There's more and more powerful, and we're becoming weaker and weaker. And it's really, really, really dangerous. It is dangerous. We are getting to a very dangerous um, position. Where you, you, uh, you're starting to sound a little conspiracy theorist, however. But I can see what your your argument is is going because the erosion, and that's what it is, that is erosion good, of yes. freedoms is done in small doses. It's like mm. that analogy. Do you know boiling um, a frog? Yeah, boiling a frog. For the benefit of our listeners that haven't heard this example, if you boil a frog, you can't put a frog in boiling water because if you put it in, it will just jump straight out. The idea is you put the frog in cold water and slowly raise the heat. The frog will get used to the heat and eventually die of being boiled. And this is the analogy that I see you're putting forward, that our freedoms are being eroded. Now, it's been compounded by the pandemic because the, the laws that have had to be put in place in order to manage the pandemic have to be quite draconian, and they have been. But luckily, luckily, we do have a parliament that is also representing the people that aren't in government, and they are going against some of the government legislation although on, on occasions they have sided with them for the effect of the pandemic but some of those restrictions which were put in place have now been removed so the government is removing you know re- rolling back some of the some of the laws that they put in place in order to manage the pandemic and granted this final step on the 19th of July was put back a month and um now we will get our full freedoms back. But you're right. There's still a few on the periphery. There's still a few on the periphery that are still there and they're still curtailing our freedoms. And the lords, the very body that you want to remove, have actually also said that. They've said that it's too draconian. But the government is wanting to press ahead. So, do you see, you need the lords even though, funnily enough, they've got Not no the lords. We need a second chamber. We okay. don't need the lords. We need a second chamber. Well, so do you think then the lords don't have enough influence in the current guys they're in? No, I don't. I think it's fine. I think ping pong is ping pong is fine. If you delay uh, as long as possible, and uh, even if there was a second chamber built along the lines that I suggest, it's still very much the same kind of role that I've so learned to play. what's the point of spending all that money Put you're not spending place, anything. You're getting rid- oh, by the way, you're not spending anything. Apparently, it costs about uh, two hundred fifty. Oh, sorry, what is it now? Uh, I think it's two hundred fifty thousand pounds to create a new lord. I think that's what it's. I, I, it's two hundred fifty thousand or half a million. Can't remember which. Mm. Uh, if someone, one of our listeners, can let us know, that would be that would be super. But it's, it's something like that to create a new lord um, costs us that amount of money. But if you think about it, we're not creating anything when it comes to our councillors because they're already in office. It mm-hmm. does not cost us a penny. So maybe it costs us a penny because they have to come to London if that's where they'll be sitting. I but that, I mean, 
Well, that's okay. his name. Huh? That's, right. That's his... I don't personally think that the Lord should be abolished. I think it, it works to a point. No. Mm. But, but, but what they, I mean, I'm not, I'm not against further, further tweaks to it. I mean, for instance, what's the size element? I don't want to tweak it because when you tweak it, you're not addressing my issue. What is my issue again, Tony? Your issue is that they, if you dislike what they do, they're not democratically elected. So you can't that's not have my issue. That's, Sorry, that's what that's you said. My issue is whether I like what they do or I don't, I can't censure them. They are beyond censorship. Censorship. Well, they are. They don't be on censorship because whatever they say, ultimately the commons will override it. If they choose to, right? But I can't. I can't get rid of uh, in, even if it's individual or particular laws like that. Lady, uh, that lady. Uh, oh, I no, use the, the word the, the stupid one. I mean, know who you're talking about. And she got commons, shouted down by her fellow people. So who yeah. said? Who said that we should basically ban men or whatever? You know, something equally ri- ridiculous. Mm. I don't know. Well, she's still a lady, isn't she? Now, I would like a chamber. I would like a chamber where she'd have been thrown out on on her ear. Well, she's no longer part, being listened part. to and taken seriously, though. No, so she has undermined she, her she own position. She shouldn't even be there. She shouldn't be in there. But there is drawing, I mean, okay. still drawing on public funds. Well, that's actually very true. That's a that is actually a rule I would think is worth putting in, because you're right. A lot of the lords, because they get, you know, they they draw an income from that as well. They may not necessarily participate but they still draw that same income. Really, it should be based on participation as well. Mm-hmm. Because if they're making an active contribution to the House of Lords, then yes, by all means, they, they should be paid for their time and whatever that may entail. But if they are non-attending, then their right to any income should be seriously looked at or reduced. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like a, um, what's the word, a participation fee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're actively involved in actually making decisions and voting every now and then, then yes, they should be catered for. But if they're not, then either they should renounce their position, step back and not take an income. And then that, that would make it fairer. Well, here we go. I would uh, agree with that. On this, on this, on this website, electoral-reform dot org dot uk, the okay. total cost of new peers, and this is I'm just reading off the the webpage now. Quote, the total cost of the new pairs in terms of annual allowances and travel expenses is expected to be at least £289,558 a year. Mm. End quote. Okay. Now, that is a heck of a lot of money as compared to the kind of chamber I'm talking about where the councillors already earn money and wouldn't expect anything other than the expense of traveling to London every so often. And the other thing, do you know when Parliament started, the whole idea was for them to come into London for a session to look at what the king was doing, pontificate on it, pass judgment on it, if not judgment, pass comments or whatever, or actionable things on it, and then leave. No one expected people to come to London and sit there most of the year most of the time. And this really bothers me that MPs are in in Parliament almost every single day when they're in session. That was never the idea. The idea was they were meant to be in their constituencies doing important cons- constituency work. Instead of which, we've got this body that is pumping out an endless stream of directives in the form of laws and things. 
endlessly because that's what they do when they're in London. It's ridiculous. They really ought to leave things to the government and everybody else ought to go back to the constituency. And I really, I wouldn't want to see Parliament sitting for more than, you know, four, five, six weeks of the year. And that's it. And same thing with the, with the second chamber. They come in, they, they, they do their business, and then they disperse. So we don't have this constant... They, they do, generally. They do. Because they claim, I mean, they get a, 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 an income, but they can also claim, I think it's about £300 a day, tax-free, each time they attend. Mm-hmm. London plus any travel cost. No, 141 days of the year the chamber sits. 141. Yes. Okay, but then which is a lot, which is a lot more than the than the uh, 42 I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that could be determined by the Commons, and the Commons is an elected body, and they're only coming in. The Commons. I'm saying even the I'm saying even the Commons should be sitting. Well, yeah, but government. We don't need big big government, man. We don't need big government. Well, the Tories don't aspire to big government, whereas Labour do. So, but the thing is, you're saying that the Tories, who are currently in power and have been for a few years now, are now having big government. So they're actually adopting what Labour report to. Um, these are not proper Tories. Tories. These are not but, proper Tories. These are I don't know who this, this crowd is, but they're the proper Tories in, in comparison to the kind of Labour we have. The entire system is actually in, in dire need of, of someone new coming in. But the British public is just not is just not up to it. What about proportional representation? I know we're digressing ever so slightly and we're getting close to the end like, of the show. Uh, the proportional representation is something that you, you, you love a lot. I, I love it less because it tends to lead to deadlocked governments. It, tend, it tends to lead to compromises where everything is compromised to the point where nothing really serious gets done. Mm. And too many elections, far too often, you know, we need, we need like, to, try to try to get a, a good majority going. That fails, and then we're back to square one again. And it's just, it's just chaotic. Of, of all the systems of, of government, uh, possibly some form of that kind of... representation. <coughs> yes, maybe, you know, it's a second choice. But I'd, I'd rather see a, a diversification of... Parties rather than anything else, because we How just. Do you mean a dice? I mean, Sorry, go on, elaborate. I don't understand. Well, with all we've got is all we've got is right now. Seriously, is Tory or Labour? Well, the Lib Dems may 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 say differently, but yeah, yeah well. I, see, I know what you mean. They're not they're not <laughs> a big enough. No, influence. but if we had proportional representation, then they would. Then you would be able to form a government, for instance. We say, you know, we've had in the past Lib Labour although we've had the Tories with the Lib Dems at one point, but you would then have more, you still have first past the post, obviously in terms of the numbers, but if, you know, proportionately you had a government that's formed, that's basically what happens if there's no overall government, you could have two parties forming the majority and then Mm. getting into power. So we do have that to a degree, who would then form a government, but then the remaining parties are then in opposition. They don't, they don't have any real influence on the government in any way. So if a, an MP has been voted by a particular group of people, they don't get their representation, really. Mm. And that's the problem with uh, a non-proportional representation system. Well, a long time ago, I watched a video which offered three or four, actually, it wasn't three, which offered four or five different 
forms of democracy, some I never heard of before. Uh, the problem is I've completely forgotten what the others were. Okay. Each of them had a problem, but I would say that first past the post was the clearest of, mm. of them all in terms of who's won. Yeah. Proportional representation was the least clearest and the most prone to issues. And then there are other ways, because the other way is how your vote is cast, is, is the casting of votes yeah. and how you do that. So a, a, a lots of people, for, okay, so here was one, here's one that I vaguely remember. You mm -hmm. cast your vote for a party that didn't win, comes third place, Yeah. right? So either that party passes its votes over to one of the ones in first or second place, mm -hmm. or the people, when they, were, when they were selecting on the ballot box, would have indicated if these people don't win, then next I choose these people. Well, that's actually a really good approach. I mean, we're mindful here, we're reaching the end of the show, but very, very quickly, that is actually the approach they use for when they're voting for a leader. Hmm. Because you vote for a leader, and if you're the last one that's been voted for, then your votes, then that leader drops out, and the remaining leaders vote again, all again, and those, those, that leader who had, say, 20 votes, those go back in the pot and they now have to vote for the remaining leaders. And this yes. carries on until two are left. Now, that is actually a brilliant way of voting. However, logistically, if we had to do that for a country, it would be very, very difficult. No, 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 to no. it's done on the ballot box. You must put in your, for your vote to be valid, you have to fill in. First, second, third, and fourth. You can't get away from it. So if you if you don't fill in first, second, third, and fourth, your vote isn't counted. You've 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 thrown in, it's like you spoiled your paper. So that way we it's count everything is going to be done on the night. Everything can be counted and tabulated and worked out who's who's won. It you will know, work. You know what? I've I think I've actually done a postal vote like that. Now you mention it. There you go. Actually in the Northampton area. So oh, they did impl implement it. I don't know how the outcome was. I didn't actually follow it up. But that's an interesting thing. But I think we need to park that now. I think we we have, unfortunately, reached the end of a show for another week.